Inconsistent, scattered purchasing can complicate your project plans and interrupt your team's progress. Why settle for the status quo in buying? Welcome to The Better Way, a podcast by Builder Trend. I'm your co-host, Zach Witovich, and here you'll learn to simplify and organize the way you run your construction business and make meaningful changes to achieve your goals. There's a better way to plan your projects, The Builder Trend Way. Throughout the season, my co-host Brett Jones and I have highlighted strategies that start projects the right way. On today's episodes, learn how to extract the full value of Builder Trend's purchase order system to standardize your buying process and gain a planning advantage. One more time, welcome to The Better Way, episode five. We made it to the end of season five. Welcome back, Brett. Thanks for having me. Uno mas, one more. Let's do it. We've been covering a lot of important topics on this season where we went through everything from managing your documents to how do you get started with selections? How do you build a schedule? What should you do with the project timeline? How do you plan for cost and materials and using the bid process? And we're going to wrap it all up in a nice little bow talking about getting the commitment of purchase through Builder Trends purchase order system. This is a place that I've personally spent a lot of time discussing with our clients of how to streamline and really manage their purchasing and get better at the execution of job costing. So what are the ways that builders are actively managing the purchasing process through Builder Trend, Brett? What, 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 What do you recommend? Where do we start? Yeah. Purchase Why should you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's really important to get commitment up front from your subs or vendors, whether it's for material or, or labor, um, and then ultimately managing that payment and then creating guardrails for overages thereafter. Yeah, it's a, a lot to unpack there as far as how the purchase order system can unlock a lot of the potential of what BuilderTrend's able to do. Let's start with the commitment up front. What do you mean by that? Well, I think it's safe to say a lot of builders I work with say, you know, we don't use purchase orders or like <laughs> we do business by... We know, don't do this. We're a little bit old school and we do business by the... The handshake. handshake. The good old handshake classic, which I think is great. And, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but I'm saying though too, you need specific guardrails in to protect, protect yourself, your company and your clients. Um, the biggest thing for me is, you know, I'm not trying to get rid of your good relationship with your sub or vendor. I think a good relationship between you and that sub or vendor is basically that you send out a bid, they send their bid back, you approve it, you send out a purchase order, they approve that, they perform the work on time, you pay them on time, and you're good to go, right? So no issues on that front. It's really, though, circle, circling around documentation and making sure your budgets line up at Builder Trend, too. And it's protection, for both parties. Absolutely. This is what we agreed to. This is how the project's going to get executed. There's no communication. Um, you know, handshakes are easy to do. Uh, they don't have a lot of force behind them. Right. And, and I know we're being a little tongue in cheek when we talk about these things, but it is really <laughs> common for superintendents to call up the guy and say, the, the, the supplier's like, hey, I need this. But, you know, th- that's how overages happen. Mm-hmm. The, you know, these, these informal old habits of, I just called this person and got what I needed or something came up on the job site and I don't have documentation of it. And who really ends up facing the the issues is also the customer mm-hmm. who, you know, either you're going to have to eat the cost or it's going to be shifted to them. And so using a PO system, the way we've always kind of spoke to it, right, Brett, is you're planning, you're purchasing more, you're able to be ahead of the system, but you're also protecting everybody involved. Absolutely. So what are some of the other things within the PO system that are benefits that 
are good for customers to kind of put into their practices. Right. So you can create a standardization around your payment terms as well. That way you can have that built out in your POs. So your client or not your client, but your cyber vendor knows what you're going to pay them and when you're going to pay them. Um, potential to create or to pre-create purchase orders. I typically see this with our spec builders mm. that anticipate costs a little bit better than the rest of us. Um, and then tie POs to the schedule. So again, if your schedule item changes and that schedule item is linked to that PO, that PO's deadline will change in a conjunction with that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool feature. If you typically pay your full amount of your PO, you can tie it to the schedule. Or another piece too is tie the payment to the schedule as well. Yeah. So our best users will literally... When the PO gets set up, they set payment conditions saying like, I'm going to pay this on this date. I'm going to pay it on this date. I'm going to pay it on this date. Uh, and that can be dynamically tied. So, you know, if you do a deposit, uh, a first inspection, a final completion, you can build kind of an anticipated almost projection of when those payables are going to go out the door. And if you are someone who typically kind of knows what the cost will be like from a production standpoint, you can template all of that and really get a forecast built before the project even begins. Yep. Which is pretty powerful and something that will take, again, a little bit of practice to kind of get your head around and, and understanding the full functionality. But it is possible, and we do see people do it pretty often once they get the full template aspect set up within their account. Now, some of the things I want to touch on as well is how do subs use the PO system? Like we're talking about it from a, I sent the sub, they approve it, but is there anything that they can do within builder trend on when they receive that PO? Yeah, definitely. So we kind of talked about it last time as far as like bids and purchase orders within builder trend is again, they don't necessarily need to be active within builder trend. We just need a valid email address on file. Therefore we can release a bid or a purchase order directly to their email. They can bid on it or sign off on that PO directly through their email. It'll retroactively pull back into builder trend at that point. That's number one. Number two is they can request a payment through builder trend as well, which is fantastic. So you can pay your subs and vendors through builder trend. You can attach invoices and you can also stay up to date on incoming payments that you're expecting. Those last few things, it's worth noting they do need to be active yes. to be able to do some of the deeper features, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, you know, getting your subs and vendors on board is a huge plus. And if you have enough pull with your subs and vendors to easily get them on board, it's definitely worthwhile entertaining that. Yeah. And, and you just think from a, a value standpoint, your subs may not have an invoicing system outside of they, they write it on a napkin or they send it in via email. Yep. And these can build some some business foundations for them as well if you're able to kind of leverage your relationship with them and i always tell people when you're onboarding subs you don't have to onboard them all tomorrow try to do it in cohorts if you've got five subs that you know will be the path of least resistance start building that culture of we use builder trend our subs use builder trend even if you're using 20 different subs on the project if you can start getting 25 percent of them logging in and checking it's still going to save you time still going to improve processes. And over time, you'll start to build these little, these little warriors for you that'll start talking to the subs on site saying, Hey man, why aren't you using builder trend? Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised at how much the subs talk and, and they'll have their opinions for sure. And you may not get the guy who still uses a flip phone to, to log into builder trend, but over time you'll start to see the results flip. And, and I've had the pleasure of talking to builders in onsite, on the building code or other podcasts about this. And it is an obtainable goal uh, if you actually set out a, a plan of execution. But 
just touching on what Brett said from, you know, being able to get the invoice tied to the purchase order. Well, now there's no confusion about like, why is this invoice over what the PL was for? Like you can see the reason. Uh, And if you do need to ultimately alter the contract, you've got the, the documentation as to why you should do that. Right. Yep. It's all circles back to documentation and just keep in mind too, that project management software and technology disrupting the construction industry isn't going away. So either subs and vendors get on board now, or they're going to absolutely be on board five years from now if they really want to be within the industry still. That's a great point. I mean, I always make that joke to people is like, well, yeah, is is tomorrow like our cell phones just going to not be a part of our lives anymore or the internet. Uh, The reality is it is going to become the standard and, and, you see it in all types of sectors and sectors. It's not just construction that, you know, is rapidly evolving. You see it in agriculture and these traditional industries that maybe aren't as readily adopting these technologies. Your subs, they'll get there. It just, sometimes you got to kind of bring them along and and our best users do things to incentivize subs to try and get them so that they can maximize the most out of the software. And I've seen people bringing their subs for lunch and, and get them set up. I've seen them do bonuses uh, tied to, you know, technology adoption. I've seen them, um, you know, cut them off and say, you know, I'm not working with you until you do this. That's kind of the radical approach. I yeah. prefer the positive reinforcement than the negative reinforcement. Uh, but it is possible. Um, and what you get out of it ultimately would, will be worth it if you go and, and set your mind to it. When we are talking about the PO system within builder trend as well, you know, I mentioned, Unexpected costs, things that you can anticipate. What are the systems in Builder Trend that can help plan or, or not plan, but handle those additional changes or out of scope processes that you know ultimately we know need to be recorded? What's the best way to handle that? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, when you have that purchase order signed, um, that is set in stone based on that sub or vendors agreeing to work with you for that particular it's price a point. Exactly. Um, but past that point, if there's any sort of addendums to that original scope of work, there's going to be two different paths. The first one is customer variance, which the customer is obviously incurring. But then there's also the builder variance, where the builder is incurring that. So kind of to your point, Zach, is there needs to be documentation around both. So before a sub or vendor does any particular work, say the customer walks in and says, hey, I want five more outlets. Before you go in and install those five more outlets, you need to consult the builder or the project manager and say, hey, we need to get this in the form of a customer change order. Or if you messed it up as the builder, you need to document that according to these variants. That'll then line up appropriately in your budget. And you can see, hey, why are we over budget or why are we under budget? Yeah, I think 5% of users use variance POs in the way that they should. I yep. mean, that, that ballparking there, but it's something that we kind of talked about previously, the the wow moments. It's another place where if you really start to leverage and maximize what the system can do, they start flagging these things as they come up, you'll start to catch things as they happen, as yep. opposed to at the end of the job, you're asking the question, why didn't we make more money? And now you're trying to investigate and figure out good planning, good systems, good processes around all aspects of what we've covered this season can mitigate a lot of the, the, what happened. Oh yeah. I say with builders all the time. I mean, they've constantly missed for the last three jobs and they're building $5 million homes up in, you know, Utah. Um, they've, they've missed concrete, something as simple as that, just because they're not proactively planning, right? So it's things like this where you can really get a lot of insight and clarity into your job costing and say, wow, I missed concrete three different times and that cost me $200,000. That's where you get 
that's where you get better with estimating over time and then ultimately increase those margins. One, 2% a year increasing on particular line items is fantastic. Brett, one last thing I want to kind of get into before we wrap up this season is kind of this idea of managing costs, getting ahead of things, but the actual billing process for those subs. We know that subs are commonly going to send you an invoice. If I'm using the purchase order system in Builder Trend, should my subs not invoice me? I mean, what, how, do, how do you see companies handle that relationship of planning for billing and, and really being on top of their financial processes? Yeah, definitely. Um, no, this doesn't change that process at all. Um, they're still going to invoice you the same way. That's fine. If they send a VA email, fantastic. You can still attach those invoices within BuilderTrend for proper documentation and then ultimately pay against that invoice. The idea behind the purchase order is that you have a set dollar amount that that sub is supposed to invoice you for once that project is complete. So if they invoice you for more, it's a great firewall to have a then conversation and say, hey, why are you invoicing me for an additional 10% upon what we agreed for? And then on top of that, you can adjust it accordingly based on a customer change order, builder variance, or the sub at the end of the day. Unfortunately, you can tell them to kick rocks because this isn't what we agreed upon and they might be taking advantage of you. It's really just setting those firewalls and expectations to make sure that your budgets are lining up appropriately and you have a comparison between your estimates, actuals, and then what you're ultimately actually spending. Yeah, I think that's super important. Great point. You know, Using the PO system is just an additional guardrail to make sure that Nobody is paying more than they were supposed to. And if you do end up having to pay more, you've got a ledger to compare it to. And how how much more did I actually pay? For sure. It's all about forecasting too. To be a great business owner and operator, you need to be able to forecast for what things you're going to anticipate in the future. Yeah, totally. I think that that piece of the PO system is maybe one of the most important aspects of builder trend, which is being on top and planning and having a comparison to what the original amount was for. And if you're not using the purchase order system, what you typically see is the subs invoices will just continually roll in and you would have to go manually check elsewhere to make sure you're not overpaying. Right. Whereas if you're using the PO system, you're kind of creating a ceiling. Yep. Like this is the this is the maximum I'll pay until I'm gonna have the conversation once we hit it. Definitely. Forget the contractually binding piece of the purchase order. It's just the more proactive approach to job costing rather than reactive when your sub just invoices you periodically for an unknown amount. Well said. I think that is gonna do it for us on the better way in season five. As we discussed earlier, we covered a lot on this season. Brett, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, really appreciate you having me out. Looking forward to being on future seasons. Yeah, absolutely. If you are new to Builder Trend or you've been with us for a while, don't forget about our wonderful customer success team and our support teams here at Builder Trend. Of course, you have an account manager who can walk you through any of these processes that we covered here on season five. Just reach out and be there for us. Please check us out uh, on Facebook and other social media channels and of course check out our sister podcast the building code where i host uh with charlie burt whistle and we get into more thought leadership with the people around the construction industry love having you all here with us check us out on the next season of the better way thanks for listening to the better way if you're a builder train customer schedule training to learn more all listeners be sure to rate review and subscribe to the better way wherever you get your podcasts also visit buildertrend.com slash podcast to sign up for the email notifications 
when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code.